Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Welcome back as Silver and Black today, the Tuesday edition rolls on here. Thank you so much for listening to our Odyssey original podcast. Mo Moten, Scott Branson with you here talking Raiders football, talking about the 24 to 19 loss to the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday. We've put the Derek Carr issue to bed. We talked enough about that. Now let's talk about all the other things that we've seen. But before we get into that, some news over the last day or so, clearly on Monday as things settle down from the weekend's crazy action in the NFL. And I'll ask you about that in a minute, Mo, since you cover the entire league. But with the Raiders, unfortunately, injuries, we found out Monday, Trayvon Morig has been downgraded to out for next week. Denzel Perriman with an ankle has been ruled questionable. Brandon Bolden hamstring has been ruled out as well. So the Raiders lose two players. Uh, we have at the time of the recording, uh, Nikel Roby Coleman, a cornerback, veteran cornerback is expected to sign. That's from our friend Vinci, uh, Vin, Vinci, Vinny Bonsignor at the Las Vegas Returnal. He's saying it's not official, uh, but that uh, the signing is, is imminent. Also reported, uh, Rand, or excuse me, all over the web and through good sources, uh, the Raiders have claimed former Jets and Cardinals quarterback, cornerback, Javelin Guidry. He ran a 4-2-9 in the combine. He's got some wheels on him uh, as well. And Mo's got some experience with him since he's in New York uh, from the Jets. So we'll get that in a little bit. But Mo, we saw the injuries already hit, especially that defensive backfield. Morg's a huge loss. 
Uh, Brandon Bolden on the offense as well, as we know what his role was. He was highlighted quite a bit on Sunday against the Chargers. Um, clearly, they've gone out to get these two quarterbacks. Uh, Nikel Roby Coleman, a good little signing, I think, for them, especially with the injury and with some of the question marks they still have at the position. Yeah, it's kind of a downer to see that Anthony Averett's going to miss some time because if you've been watching the yes. show for any length of, of time over the summer, you know I'm a big Anthony Averett guy, and I thought he would have a chance to really show out again in a prominent role. So you're kind of you're kind of going thin at, in in your cornerback room, and that was one of my worries coming into the season that trading Trayvon Mullen. I know he didn't play in that Cardinals game, so he wouldn't have mattered anyway. Uh, and then letting go Darius Phillips, kind of thin at cornerback. Now you lose Anthony Averitt. Now there, as you mentioned, bringing in uh, Gidry, who played for the Jets. So I'm I'm familiar with him. Um, it's not going to be a signing that changes everything in the secondary, but he <laughs> has some inside outside versatility. He's got some speed. So my guess is that's why they were interested in him because of his versatility can move inside and outside as Hobbs moves inside and outside. Uh, Nikel Roby Coleman a few years few years ago, probably one of the better slot cornerbacks in the league. Uh, played with Detroit, I believe, last year or recently. So we'll, maybe they'll see what he's got in a workout, and if it looks good, then they'll sign him. As Benny Bonsignor said of the Las Vegas Review Journal. But now I'm not I'm not worried about the cornerback position because Hobbs looked like a complete star out there on Sunday. <sighs> Rocky Hassan showed out pretty well. So as long as those guys are main solid, they should be fine. Uh, as long as they bring in a decent third guy. But, you know, they're going against the Cardinals on Sunday, who don't have DeAndre Hopkins. Marquise Brown, of course, has a connection with Kyler Murray. A.J. Green is completely washed. Side yeah. note, I picked him up at Fantasy, and he did nothing for me. He is washed. No separation at all. I'll, so the Raiders should be fine. I'll wait to go on Fantasy till Thursday. <laughs> But the, the Raiders should be fine against the Cardinals, especially since they're not going to have DeAndre Hopkins. All you're really worried about is making sure Marcus Marquise Brown doesn't go off for a bunch of yards and you keep uh, Zach Ertz under wraps at tight end. Other than that, uh, maybe Rondell Moore plays. Maybe he doesn't. He's got a hamstring, didn't play in the first week. But I think the Raiders' corner should be fine. Bring in the guys they brought in as patchwork. Should be okay for now. We'll see how it works out. But again, with Nate Hobbs on the outside and Rocky Hudson showing well, very good signs for the back end of that defense. And even though he wasn't in for a ton of snaps, uh, when Amik Robertson played, he played. And he played okay. He played well. So so obviously the coaching staff felt that uh, he was worthy of going in there and playing, and I thought he did well. He, was, he didn't give up any pass receptions. Nothing was thrown his way per se, but he did have some nice coverage a couple times. Um, Mo, let's dive now in. Oh, by the way, the Raiders have not signed any offensive linemen as of the recording of this show Tuesday morning. So we'll see if they change that. But we're going to talk about that in the next segment as we talk about Josh McDaniels and some of his comments both Sunday and Monday. Uh, Mo, the defense, Patrick Graham's defense. Let me give you my impression early in the game. I thought the Raiders came out and really were slow. I thought they looked a couple steps behind, a little uncertain of where they should be, and they just didn't have what I, I refer to as that juice, right? You saw the Chargers defense swarming early, even though the Raiders had early success. That Chargers defense, by the way, I believe, again, even though Nick downplayed it last Thursday's show, uh, the Chargers wanted that game because of what happened in Week 18. And it showed, especially early on, the emotion and kind of the, 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 the players flying around the ball. It was just two steps above what the Raiders were doing. It just was. But as the Raiders' defense settled in, 
especially in that second half where they were having trouble and the offense wasn't able to score until later, uh, they did a great job in the second half. I thought they really came alive. One thing that we talked about with Murph and Evan on the postgame show on Sunday was Patrick Graham seemed to not really do much. He talked about all these different rotations and all these different looks that he was going to do. I didn't see a lot of that in the first half. I saw some more in the second half. Overall, how should Raider fans feel about that defense and how they performed in Los Angeles on Sunday? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Overall, I think the Raiders fans should feel good about the way the defense performed. Now, you mentioned slow start for the defense, picked it up in the second half. I think part of that is because you're bringing in a new a new defensive coordinator, a new system. So you don't want to throw too much out at the players all at once. You want to make sure they get the basics and the fundamentals of your system down before you start throwing extra wrinkles. So I would be patient. I know I think Evan Grote mentioned that it was a little too vanilla for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a shot at Evan at all, but just be a little patient because when you're bringing <laughs> a new system, you got to make sure they get the, the fundamentals down before you start, you know, getting a little too creative because that was the issue with Paul Gunther is that he was throwing too much at the players at one time. Uh, the other thing is you with the Chargers defense, you also have to remember a lot of their core players were either there last year or pretty much know the system. So they bring in a Sebastian Joseph Day, who I mentioned to Nick on our last week's show. He's played under Brandon Stokely with the Los Angeles Rams. Bryce Callahan played in Vic Fangio's system. Brandon, Brandon Staley comes from the Vic Fangio coaching tree. So he knew, he knew the system. Mm-hmm. So there was some familiarity there and why the Chargers were maybe flying around the ball a little earlier than the Raiders' defenses because they were comfortable with the system versus the Raiders had to feel themselves out a little bit. And, of course, you're playing against a top-tier quarterback in Justin Herbert. So give the Chargers credit as well. But overall, again, I would feel encouraged by the way the Raiders' defense played. With all the mistakes that offense made, giving the ball back to the Chargers three times on three turnovers, the Raiders still held the charge to 24 points instead of a chance to win the game late. So with that overall look, the big picture look, I, I would feel encouraged by that. Yeah, I was too. The, the linebacker play was good. D- Divine Diablo played well, especially early on. He had some really nice hits and actually hit hard the entire game. And, and it was noticed uh, on my end. Uh, so, yeah, encouraged by that. The one thing, though, I'm going to channel a little bit of, of, of the man himself, Al Davis. The quarterback must go down, and he must go down hard. The Raiders had no pass rush again. Now, I shouldn't say that. Max Crosby got in there a few Max times and, and had a great game. He was the highest rated, obviously, on that Raiders defense in the game, and that's what you expect. The guy is a tremendous player, and he did what he could do, but could not get home, could not sack the quarterback. Chandler Jones, a lot of people making that and already calling it a bust pick. Again, it's only one week, folks. Uh, I think he'll be fine. He did do more in the run, actually, than he did in the passing game. And then up front, Bilal Nichols, the guy we've talked a lot about during the summer, had an early start that I thought was great. He had a couple of huge stops at the beginning and then kind of tailed off, and we didn't see much from the middle of that uh, defensive front. Mo, uh, I'm still concerned with it because we don't see that push up the middle that you need. 
They did do some good things against the run, but overall that pass rush, that's got to pick up the pace even in week two with Kyler Murray. I believe we had an emailer bring it up. Mm-hmm. I know he, he and he said, I know we have Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, but who's going to bring pressure off the middle with consistency? And we didn't see that too much yesterday. I know Billings had a decent game. I know Bilal Nichols, as you said, flash. But to me, I, I as like you, I think they still need a stronger push up the middle. A guy named Dominic and Sue still available. I know he was uh, oh, campaigning guy. to be the next head coach for Nebraska at the Nebraska let go of Scott Frost. <laughs> but Dominic and Sue can still play football. And I think if the Raiders really want to upgrade their interior pass rush, they should give him a call. But one thing I will say about the whole Chandler Jones thing, and people are going to say, well, he's washed. He didn't get a he didn't get a good enough pass rush. As you say, he had a couple of good plays, almost got Austin Eckler in, uh, in the end zone for a safety, tripped him up there. But Give credit to the other team. Rashawn Slater's a really good offensive lineman. That's who he was going against for most of the game. He's a Pro Bowl rookie. Give credit to the young buck. He he handled Chandler Jones pretty well when it came to the pass rush. He did. And oh, by the way, we, we heard too some and listen, Cold Miller did not have his best game either. But remember who he was playing against. Again, you know, a lot of offensive linemen will talk about this in interviews around the NFL, and that is Look, uh, we don't stop everybody. And when you're going against probably somebody who end up being a Hall of Famer, uh, it's not easy. And guess what? They're going to win some of those battles. These are these are athletes at the top of their game in the prime of their career, and they're going to win some of those battles. And so we saw that even on the Raiders' better left side. Uh, and, and you talked about Chandler Jones, some, some Raider fans saying that he's washed. I remember a lot of Raider fans, and you guys were tweeting at me on Sunday that you never said this, and it's BS – a lot of you said Khalil Mack was washed, and I believe he had three sacks. So, again, I'm not making more out of it. And then I had one guy come back and say, well, yeah, he always starts strong in the first couple games. <laughs> no, that's not – you don't get to revise your, your criticisms. But nonetheless, uh, you, it's, it's, it's a situation where sometimes you're going against a good team. And I know I get it from a fan perspective. The Chargers – for you are a joke. They don't have any rings, the whole deal. And I get that, but they have some talent. All NFL teams do. And you saw that talent going head on head. And sometimes they won, sometimes they didn't. So uh, we have to see that. All right. We're going to take our second break. When we come back, we're going to dive into a little bit about the offensive line and what, how that has to deal with the coach, Josh McDaniels and what he said over the last couple days uh, as well. And we'll look ahead a little bit to the Cardinals on Thursday's show. We will get into the uh, the Cardinals, and uh, we'll have a guest on to talk about that as well so we can get to know them a little bit. And then we'll have more information about the, the roster at that point and some of these injuries. Hopefully they're able to get some of these guys healthy in time for that. All right, we'll step aside. When we come back, it's Silver and Black today rolling on just for you, Raider Nation. We'll talk to you in just a minute. Don't go anywhere. 